Welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to, the award-winning audio educational and anthology program here on aceofspadespdx.com or else however, however else you're finding us to record these live in one take on Google or Apple Podcasts. Welcome back, and I am Daddy Ben Bear. Ben Brown Jr., your host, show producer, webmaster, audio engineer, researcher, videographer, and writer, doing it all here on the DIY. And my, oh my God, the, the feedback on this series, this particular series, has just been absolutely off the charts. It, it rivals, um, it may even be exceeding uh, times. I haven't really looked at the numbers. It's not really my thing, but I might because um, I think it's rivaling my international jazz day shows. And today... We are looking at really old school volume four, early hip hop, 86 to 87. And this is part four of a series of shows I'm doing on the first decade of hip hop. 1986 was the year mainstream America could no longer ignore hip hop. It exploded nationally in the middle part of the year and they did something that took it even further. White kids from the suburbs became fascinated with it in a major way. This was also the era of the hip-hop subgenres, such as New Jack Swing and Hip-Hop Soul, and they were hitting the pop charts regularly, along with female rappers and dance remixes, believe it or not, further pushing it everywhere. And warning, this program contains language and subject matter some may find objectionable. There are also no ballads in this program. Repeat, no ballads. And welcome to what is considered by many to be the first true, full, Two years, calendar years of the golden age of hip hop. Musically, the mainstream pop out singles and album charts were still filled with megastars and uh, you know dance and pop recordings by artists like Prince and Madonna. But two new music movements that started their ascent in the late seventies were slowly taking over in a way no one expected. The first was heavy metal, and the other was hip hop. What made things even more exciting? These two very distinctive uh, music styles were merging at times to create whole new hybrids, which, believe it or not, were actually much more similar sonically and lyrically than appeared on the surface. Metal was the sound of white kids in the suburbs, where the music industry made most of its money. When rap and hip-hop were introduced through heavy rock and metal through Run-DMC's collaboration with veteran act Aerosmith, whom, by the way, had not had commercial success in over eight years, the kids responded overwhelmingly, much to the dismay of their parents. Instead of just one thing parents hated about their kids' music, now there were two. Additionally, young white girls also latched onto some of the new hip-hop artists as well, particularly the Beastie Boys, whose debut LP became the very first hip-hop number one charting Billboard 200 LP in history. And of course, MTV, which, and this is going to be a stretch for some of our younger listeners, believe this or not, Children of the Revolution, it actually stood for music television, and they played videos all day long. I'm not even making this up. And they gave the kids what they wanted. All of a sudden, images of strong black men and women were now front and center on the boob tube in John and Martha's living room, playing in Peoria. Yes. <laughs> Will they play in Peoria? Well, MTV made that happen, I gather. Hip-hop soul was becoming more distinct from its cousin, New Jack Swing, the latter a type of hip-hop dance music that benefited greatly from the standby Roland TR-808 drum machine that we talked about a couple of shows ago, but now with completely affordable samplers, such as the EMU, that's E-M-U, SP-1200. And as an aside, James Brown, yes, you know, the godfather of soul, his long, varied, and vast catalog, as well as his importance to all black music, made him the most sampled artist. And you're going to hear a lot of James Brown in this show, believe it or not. 
New Jack Swing also upped the tempo and created beats no human could actually create, including tambourine triplets at 120 beats per minute or uh, or faster that sounded like a slithering metal snake, and typically those came between the 8th and the 16th bars. Yes, I... Sorry, this is an educational program, children. Alrighty then. Also during this time, Answer Disc Challenge records started to come out of every corner where there were black urban audiences thanks to the national recognition that hip-hop was getting from its original New York City origins and places such as Los Angeles and Miami. The Big Apple was still the center of the hip-hop universe during this period, but the winds were starting to shift elsewhere as well. One thing that was coming to the fore more explicit language and graphic subject matter, which not only caused the beginnings of the Great Divide at the time of hip-hop, but also illustrated how vast its scope was in comparison to just a few years prior. Lastly, in an era where there seemed to be so many landmark recordings and scenes within scenes, the prominence of the female rapper came to the fore with two friends who met in college as, get this, student nurses, and worked part-time at Sears. Salt and Peppa, replete with their own female DJ, Spinderella. Before the end of the decade, female rappers were being signed by labels at a pace that would have given you whiplash. Sally Ride, the first female U.S. astronaut into space and a mission specialist on many spatial journeys during the 1980s, said the following, You can't be what you can't see. In 1986 and 1987, everyone saw the future, and hip-hop would become a major part of it for decades. I am told by far uh, those far better in the know than I am, knowledge and understanding and respect for hip-hop and its roots are vital. This is the fourth part in a series of shows that focus on some fan favorites and key tracks in hip-hop's first decade. And I'm, I'm so glad you're back. I'm just blown away by the response, especially on Instagram. I'm like, don't you people have anything better to do? <laughs> Actually, that was almost the title of the series of shows. Believe this, you have better things to do with your life. And our first track was literally the shot heard around the world for women in rap and hip-hop. There had been female artists prior in this genre, but none with the wide-ranging and immediate, and I truly mean immediate, global impact they had. This song is as important to hip-hop as respect by Aretha Franklin was 20 years prior. To compare... Both featured strong, confident women being very forthright about their needs. Additionally, both tracks used the, uh, used the music of men and reconfigured them uh, so much you would never tell that they weren't of their own pen. In Aretha's case, this was Otis Redding. In the case of this act, it was Herbie Azor, the group's producer, James Brown, Moore's Day of the Time, and even Ray Davies of legendary English rock band The Kinks. Oddly, the track was originally relegated as a non-LP B-side of their single Tramp and became a surprise favorite among club DJs, which caused the song to hit number one on the dance chart. Are you ready for this? Originally the B-side of the 12-inch single Tramp and eventually released on version two of Hot, Cool, and Vicious, this is the 7-inch single A-side of the radio edit of Push It from 1987 by salt and Pepper, and we'll see you in about 30 minutes.
people were hyped. The princess was staring in disbelief. Reflecting from her eyes were my goatee. She waved her hands like hello hi. Then gave another gesture like come here guy. I left the stage, girl came in flocks. Fists were swinging from the hard rocks. I heard a sound, not a tick, no talk. Gong first bell before 12 o'clock. No time to waste, I broke out in haste. The princess followed in a futile chase. A quick steady chase is what I kept. Lost one of my valleys on one of those steps. For the very road, I continued my stride. About this time, I heard Gong 5. I was down the block when I heard Gong 8. And the princess screamed out, wait, 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 wait. Searching man, who could bring her this shoe like the one in her hand? The family ran around with their heads in the air, bringing her shoe from everywhere. She just shook her head and all the relief, saying, No, that's not the one that I'm looking for, Chief. I ran in the room and got my shoe and said, Is this the one you're referring to? Well, she said, Yes, and you're so cute. But where's your Kango and slick silk suit? I put on the shoes that gave a flash of light, and I was chopping the gear from just last night. Looked out the window. Saw the velvet, said to my family, I got to go. We drove up the avenue, the princess and I. And in back of me, I heard my family cry. This is a journey into sound. into sound, a journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new value. When all is ready, I throw this switch. Pump up the volume, pump up the volume. this bro. 
broadcast to bring you a special news bulletin from our on-the-spot passport. Oh my gosh, the music just turns me on. But sweat inside my hand So I dig into my pocket All my money spent So I could deep up Still coming up with lint So I start my mission Leave my residence Thinking how could I get Some dead presidents I need money I used to be a stick up kid So I think of all the devious things I did I used to roll up Roll up Roll up I used to roll up Roll up I used to roll up This is a hole up Ain't nothing funny Stop smiling You still don't nothing move but the money But now I learn to earn Cause I'm righteous I feel great So maybe I might just Search for a nine to five If I strive Then maybe I stay alive So I walk up the street Whistling this Feeling out of place Cause man do I miss A pen and a paper A stereo A taper Me and Eric being a nice big plate of this Which is my favorite dish But without no money It's still a wish Cause I don't like to dream About getting paid So I dig into the books Of the rhymes that I made So now it's a test To see if I got pulled Hit the studio Cause I'm paid in full Pump up the volume. Pump that bass. Yo, but check this out. Yo, Eli, turn the bass down and just let the beat keep on rocking. And we out of here.
volume, pump up the volume. Wait a minute, you better talk to my mother. in the atmosphere as there's a time and place for everything that's under the sun this is the time and the place that we have some fun now take a sec to check the pedigree of the band that spell s-t-e-t the rhyme raider delight the r-o-d and all the keys my brother dbc wild fruit Quan, and my dj's paul we're putting competition back up against the back of the wall me and the band that i just mentioned present to you our new invention we, 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 we regulate our sets of fluxure so deaf and listen to the structure formulate your own but please don't touch her good looking out we thank you very much i need this style on the court will nut ya. right to the end i bet we'll brush you up and you bump into a force that creeps slowly but surely enough we'll defeat you break the letter with a hip-hop band of america london and even japan and you surely will admit by being a fan nobody else does it like we can to battle us is truly a gamble our excellence is proven by example the ladies smile while the body's on shampoo back off but this shit can't handle the rhythm home boy is definitely ringing the beats and rhymes are the cause that are tingling so grab your girl let's start the jam for at the helm is a band causing Punch a 
of a verbal grenade and a rhyme that's equipped as a barricade. Cool and clever, crack I never. With my crew, I will never sever. Brooklyn, New York is our hometown. That is the place we always throw down. And every night a party goes down. And when it starts, it never slows down. We boogie to the DJs nonstop to the sound of the Brooklyn hip hop. And if you've ever seen Brooklyn rock, rock it nonstop. Deliverance is me, but smooth. Stands out like a winner at your favorite tune. All attention is released upon the call of the beat as you rock along to a funky treat. Like a torch, we're keeping you active. Our rhythm will hold you captive. We're perfectors of the poem we sing. Marketing to the top with the style that's addicting. No doubt about what we capture. Another classical treasure. So productive and effective. Chalk it up at the jam that's splendid. Cause you choose it Most DJs won't refuse it A lot of sucker MCs misuse it Don't think that Stead can lose it Too much to gain to abuse this The name of the game is Rapture This song is complete and captured Great
Welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to here on Ace of Spades, PDX.com, the award-winning audio educational anthology series. And I'm still your all-around monkey bear, daddy Ben Bear, Ben Bro Jr., doing it all here in the DIY. And part four of our five-part? Five-part? <laughs> series on early, really old, old-school, early hip-hop from 1979 through uh, 1989, and this is covering the years 86 and 87. Let's recap what we've heard in the first part of our show, shall we? Kicked it all off with the radio edit Push It from 1987 by Pepper, 7-inch single A-side, originally the B-side to the 12-inch single Tramp, yes. Following that, the album version of Cinderfella, Dana Dane from 1987 by Dana Dane. <laughs> from the album Dana Dane with Fame, yeah. Remember Bad Company and Angel Witch? Yeah. 
Born Dane McLeese in Fort Green in the Fort Green neighborhood of Brooklyn, Dane scored an immediate hit with this uh, his debut LP, Dane to Dane with Fame, on Profile Records, also the home to Run DMC. Dane's English lilt is actually genuine and one of his trademarks, along with lyrics that use a great deal of humor and storytelling, along with Dane's fashion sense, which made him stand out among the very crowded pack of New York hip hop artists. This track was also covered by Snoop Dogg as Snoopafella in '99. After that. Uh, the seven minutes of madness version of Paid in Full uh, from 1987. Eric B. and Rakeem, the 12 inch single A side there. Though it would take a slow build in the U.S. to get hip hop to reach the mainstream, overseas, music fans and the press were enthralled by American hip hop artists and left it the chance to work with them. The, uh, the duo was comprised of Eric Barrier, an MC, and a DJ, William Michael Griffin Jr. Cold Cut, an English production team, transformed this track into a worldwide smash by mixing rapping and house beats along with a sample of Israeli singer Overhaza. Parts of this song would be used on Cold Cut's next project, Pump Up the Volume, by Mars, a year later. Yes, also featuring Eric B. and Rakim. And uh, after that, Ghost Stetsa I from 1986 from the album On Fire by Stetasonic. Considered by many to be one of the first true hip-hop bands, Setasonic formed in 81 and during their first incarnation were together for 10 years. Their sound mixed live instruments and sampling, MCs and DJs, and drew in a variety of influences, including jazz. This track was from the band's debut LP and is considered a landmark album in the genre. After that, you got to fight for your right to party from 86 by the Beastie Boys from the album License to Ill. Taken from the debut album of white rap group The Beastie Boys, the parent album went on to become the best-selling hip-hop album of the 80s and brought hip-hop to the suburbs once and for all. The group, consisting of Michael Mike D. Diamond, Adam M.C.A. Yanch, and Adam Adrock uh, Horowitz, originally started out as a punk rock group and then released their first hip-hop single, a novelty number called Cookie Puss, in 83. Rick Rubin of Def Jam, their label, produced this album as he had with another landmark LP, Radio by LL Cool J, uh, the year prior and just a few months prior, um, uh, ra- uh, Raising Hell by Run DMC. And the song we just heard, I Want Her, the radio edit of that, by Keith Sweat from 87, 7-inch single A-side, and the original version on the album Make It Last Forever. This track, taken from Sweat's triple platinum debut album, and yes, that is his real name, almost didn't happen. Sweat was originally in a band called Jamila, an R&B group. Teddy Riley, the producer, had worked with many early hip-hop artists such as Cool Modi and Dougie Fresh. Riley is credited with taking hip-hop production skills to soul music, creating a whole new style, New Jack Swing. Oddly, Riley almost didn't take the job, as he had already told Sweat he didn't work with anyone but hip-hop artists. Yes. (laughs) And he became one of the, yes, and uh, believe me, uh, as soon as New Jack Swing hit, believe me, he was one of the go-to people, along with uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And, um... Getting into part two here. Our first two tracks started in another series of beef, answer, record, and diss tracks, much like the Roxanne Wars I mentioned in the last program. This series of battles were called the Bridge Wars, and they revolved around a single concept. Where was the true birthplace of hip-hop music? Of course, if you're not from the Big Apple, you might simply say it's New York City, but in the boroughs, it was serious business. MC Shan, with production help from Marley Marl and his Juice crew, who produced the Roxanne Revenge answer record, stated it was in the housing projects at Queensbridge, a neighborhood in Queens, in New York. Boogie Down Productions, led by now legendary hip-hop artist KRS-One, claimed that it was actually in the South Bronx area of New York. It is considered a classic hip-hop rivalry, and years later, Marl and KRS-One have buried the hatchet and even worked on music together. The next two songs... 
Kicking it all off is The Bridge from 86, MC Sham, 12-inch single A-side. And after that, South Bronx, also from 86, by Boogie Dan Productions, 12-inch single A-side, and eventually released on their debut album, Criminal Minded. And we'll see you just before the grand finale. This is the place where stars are born and we are the only ones that can 
know what she's in. It was. We have to tell you a little story about where we come from. South Bronx, the South South Bronx, the South Bronx, the South South Bronx, South Bronx, the South South Bronx, South Bronx, the South South Bronx. Many people tell me this style is terrific. It is kind of different, but let's get specific. KRS-One specialized in music. I'll only use this type of style when I choose it. Party people in the place to be KRS-One attack. You got dropped off MCA cause the rhymes you wrote was whack. So you think that hip-hop had its star out in Queensbridge? If you pop that junk up in the Bronx, you might not live. Cause you're in South Bronx, the South South Bronx, South Bronx, the South South Bronx, South Bronx, the South South Bronx, South Bronx, the South South Bronx. I came with Scott LaRock to express one thing. 
I am a teacher and others are kings. If that's a title they earn, well, it's well deserved. But without a crown, see, I still burn. You settle for a pebble, not a stone like a rebel. KRS1 is the holder of a boulder. Money folder. You want a fresh style? Let me show you. Now, way back in the days when hip hop began, with Coca La Rock, Cool Herc, and then Bam, these boys ran to the latest jam. But when it got shot up, they went home and said, Damn, it's got to be a better way to hear our music every day. People's getting blown away, but coming outside anyway. They tried again outside and see the park. Power from a streetlight made the place dark. But yo, they didn't care. They turned it out. I know a few understand what I'm talking about. Remember, Bronx River, rolling thick. With cool DJ Red Alert and Chuck Chill out on the mix. When Africa Islam was rocking the jams. And on the other side of town was a kid named Flash. Patterson and Millbrook Projects. Casanova all over. You couldn't stop it. The Nine Lives crew. The Cypress boys. The real rock steady taking out these toys. As odd as it looked, as wild as it seemed. I didn't hear a peep from a place called Queens. It was 76 to 1980. The dreads in Brooklyn was crazy. You couldn't bring out your set with no hip hop because the pistols would go. So why don't you wise up, show off the people in the place that you are whack? Instead of trying to take out LL, you need to take your homeboys off the crack. Cause if you don't, well then their nerves will become shot. And that would leave the job up to my own Scott LaRock. And he's from South Bronx. Grab your bitches. Pippin' ain't pippin' 
everything I own's iced out. Pimp baby, you can see my wrist with the lights out. This is how I do it, mad bitches in clothes. Godfather baby on the plate to my rose. Step back, hate to make a little room for my hoes. Gators on my feet, take a look at my toes. Money is the reason all the real players know that. Godfather lays punks to rest. You got no chance up against the best. A rocks in the east and a rose in the west. If you don't dig the pimp and I can really get left. Cause it's pimp or die. Pimp or die, baby. G-O-D-F-A-T-H-E-R Hoes start running when they see my car Even though I'm a pro wrestling star They know I don't play and I gotta get paid Everything I wear, baby's tailor-made I come into your town and go off like a grenade And anyone who steps on the mat, they get laid Let me pimp or let me die, that's the game I chose Condos, speedboats, and beautiful hoes Cartier wrists wear furs and gold And mad cash, baby, too much to fold Cause it's pimp or die Pimp or die, baby
And welcome back, children of the revolution, to what you're not listening to, the Audio Educational Anthology series here on AceOfSpadesPDX.com. I'm still Daddy Ben Bear. You're all around Monkey Bear, doing it all here the DIY. And let's recap what we've heard in the second part of our show before we get into our grand finale. Yes, all good things must come to an end, but God, what a great program this has been. Um, as I mentioned in the last program, um, I was born in the late 60s and remember this time very well. It was very part, much a part of my formative years in Los Angeles. We kicked it all off with The Bridge from 86 by MC Shannon, 12-inch single A-side of that. And after that, South Bronx from 1986 by Boogie Down Productions, eventually on Criminal Minded. Following that, somebody gotta do it, pimpin' 80s. <laughs> Take your word for it. 1987 from the album Rhyme Pays by Ice T. And by 1987, two different artists, Salacious Rapper Too Short and Ice T, started making waves in what would be known as the beginning of West Coast hip hop, hardcore rap due to its subject matter and also gangster rap. Ice-T, originally from New Jersey, but moved to Los Angeles to live with relatives after the deaths of his parents. Um, his records were some of the first in hip-hop to carry the parental advisory sticker, and the subject matter often revolved around what youth saw daily in South Central Los Angeles. Pimps, prostitutes, drug pushers, and police violence. Ice-T would be no stranger to controversy during his recording career, as evidenced by the song Cop Killer by his band Body Count in 92. After that, the song we just heard, the album version of Walk This Way from 1986 by Run DMC featuring Aerosmith from the album Raising Hill, again produced by Rick Rubin. Children of the Revolution, there has been so much discussed about this next track, it has become literally the stairway to heaven of hip-hop without all of the goofy Lord of the Rings lyrics. There are books written about entire parts of music history, some about genres, some about artists, and some about albums. There is a book written about a single song called Walk This Way. This one, Run DMC and Aerosmith, uh, and the song that changed American music forever is the title of the book. Joe Perry and Steven Tyler of the band were hesitant about the collaboration at first, out of fear as being viewed as a bunch of old, washed-up, drug-addled rockers, which, at the time, they kind of were. Tim Collins, the band's manager, was against the idea. The resulting track and video brought together rockers and rappers, blacks and whites, and spanned generations. And, in reality... The song is about a young man who is a virgin and masturbates often and is told by his dad to start his sexual experiences by kissing a woman and then performing cunnilingus on her. And that happened. Alrighty. <laughs> you know, there, there's just songs. People just know the chorus, right? And they just, they, yeah, these are the lyrics. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing till you're down on the muffin. What did you think that was about? Baked goods, right? And that happened. I'm so unnecessary. <laughs> and our last two tracks were also part of another series of recordings that were much in the vein of the Roxanne Wars two years prior. But the series ended far quicker. Both tracks are prime examples of hip-hop soul, using production techniques usually geared toward rappers and then applying them to other forms of black music. The first artist recorded his debut, Juice, for Def Jam, a label that had never worked in anything but straight-up hip-hop prior. It was a major smash on the R&B and pop charts, reaching number one on the former and the top ten on the latter. It details a man who is fed up with his cheating lover and throws her out of his place with her belongings. The response, in my opinion, still holds up as easily one of the best answer recordings in all of music history, bar none. In it, she boldly states that no man is going to lay a finger on her, which was threatened in the original track by the man. She then tells her side of his story, tearing down every artifice he has built for himself, and then gladly leaves with her new paramour. 
Most interestingly, much of the lyrics in both aren't sung or rapped, but spoken. Yes. And if you have feedback, comments, dedications, letters, or requests, please drop me a line at daddybenbear, one word, daddybenbear at gmail.com, or find the contact uh, page on my design site, aospdx.com, or find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram by typing in Ben Brown Jr. Next week, part five is an extended program covering the years 88 and 89. Get ready. All right, children of the revolution. In this corner, originally from Houston, Texas, but raised in Harlem. The Rain, album version 1986 by Orange Juice Jones from the album Juice. And in this corner, the woman born Cheryl Sewell in Los Angeles, California. My hometown. Rain, Thunder and Lightning, 1986, 12-inch Tommy Boy single A-side, and she went by the name Miss Fang. <laughs> Brilliant! Love to you all.
baby. How you doing? Come on in here. Got some hot chocolate on the stove waiting for you. Listen, first things first. Let me hang up that coat. Yeah. How's your day today? Did you miss me? Oh, you did. Yeah, I missed you too. I missed you so much I followed you today. That's right. Now close your mouth because you cold busted. That's right. Now sit down here. Sit down here. So upset with you. don't know what to do. My first impulse was to run up on you and do a Rambo. We're about to jam and flat blast both of you. I ain't want to mess up this $3,700 Lynx coat. So instead, I chill. That's right. Chill. Then I went to the bank. Took out every dime. And then I went and canceled all those credit cards. Yeah. All your charge counts. Yeah. I stuck you up every piece of jewelry I ever bought you. Yeah, that's right. Everything. Everything. Did fly with me. Nah, don't go, don't go, don't go looking in that closet. Cause you ain't got nothing in there. Everything you came here with is packed up and waiting for you in the guest room. That's right. What was you thinking about? Huh? What you trying to prove? Huh? This was the juice. You know, I gave you silk suits, Gucci handbags, blue diamonds. I gave you things you couldn't even pronounce. Now I can't give you nothing but advice. Cause you're still young. That's right, you're still young. I hope you learned a valuable lesson from all this. You know? You're gonna find somebody like me one of these days. Until then, you know what you gotta do? You gotta get on out of here with that Alicat Co. Wan Hush Puppy Shoe and Crump Cake I saw you with. Cause you dismissed. That's right. Silly rabbit tricks are made for kids. Did you know that? You without me like cornflake without the milk. It's my world. You're just a squirrel trying to get a nut. Now get on out of here. Like you gonna pull no Rambo on me 
Because no attitude this Jerry Curl Gigolo jerk is gonna put his hands on me. You know, you acting like you put me here on God's green earth. But let's get a few things straight right here and now. As for those electric plated slum gold chains you gave me last Valentine's Day, what? Did they have a sale at Chains R Us? You walking around like you so fly in that $37 rabbit coat. Honey, that coat had to be destroyed last week after it the neighbor's child. By the way, my new man got me a gold American Express card. And I'll never leave home without it. But as you know, I've been leaving home without you, baby. Oh, honey, you packed my bag. Never any room in that closet anyway. Not with all your budget valleys and fake felines. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to break on your clothes or nothing. I do love that gray suit you're wearing. Matter of fact, it looks better on you today than it did yesterday. Oh, no, don't worry about calling me no cab. Because you know that alley cat crumb cake you've been dissing? Well, he's picking me up in his brand new BMW. Unlike that ugly gold Eldorado love mobile you call transportation. Yeah, you just like 7-Up. Never had it, never will. And don't call me when the bill collectors start calling here 24 7 Cause there ain't nothing going on here but the back rent. You know, you never did have a real J-O-B since you've been with me. Well, I really must go. It's getting late. Besides, your hot chocolate's getting cold. Yeah.